Bismillah. Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. Peace be upon you in the mercy and blessings of Allah. Welcome to another episode of Khalifa Talk. I'm your host, Akil the Real. What's poppin'? At times, none of this that I'm experiencing seems real. I find myself driving home on my commute from work. Two, three in the morning. In silence. Navigating through dark roads with very little light. No radio on. Contemplating how I spent my day and wondering if I would get a chance to see the sun rise again to feel the warm rays of the sun caress my skin will I get a chance to hear the rain fall from the heavens and saturate the ground will I get a chance to interact with my children with my family, with human beings? Will I get a chance to witness animals as they live in their communities, birds chirping, flying freely through the sky, dogs barking, Will I get a chance to experience this again? This is what I think every night on my journey back home. I realize that there will come a day when the sun won't shine, when my eyelids won't open, my heart will no longer beat. I will no longer breathe, and this is the sure reality for all of us. For everything that has a beginning has an end. This is what separates us from the Creator. I was scrolling through TikTok today and came across a post where there was a young brother a Christian brother explaining the Trinity and how the prophet Isa, Jesus, peace be upon him, is God. We reject that notion. We reject the notion that there is anything whatsoever that resembles Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah has no rivals. There is nothing besides Allah. There is no heir to the throne. He has no sons. 
He has no cohorts. He is in need of nothing and all is in need of him. Anything that has a beginning is in need of a source of substance in order to exist. And this is why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala glorious and exalted is he is the Rabi'ul Alameen the Lord of the worlds, of the cosmos, of all that exists. Allah is the reason that the world, the solar system, the stars, the galaxy, the sun, the moon, whatever it is that our human minds have seen and haven't seen, Allah is the reason that it exists for Allah is pre-eternal. Allah existed before time, before space, and before matter. Allah is not in need of anything. He is Al-Gaini. He is the rich beyond means, beyond anything that our feeble minds can think of. And what injustice we do when we compare Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to his creation. Allah does not exist within creation. There is nothing that can encompass Allah. And Allah encompasses all. There is nothing outside of his sight. Outside of his hearing, he's well acquainted with all that exists. Not to say that Allah sees like we see. Not to say that Allah hears like we hear. For if Allah says that he sees all, is all seen, then Allah sees all. How he does so, that is not for us to determine. But if Allah says that he sees, then he sees. But know that there is nothing like unto Allah. So if we see with eyes, Allah does not see that way. What Allah means by seeing, Allah knows best. What he means by hearing, Allah knows best. But when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala states something in Quran, then that's what it is. We don't look for any underlining meaning. No hidden meanings. We don't debate over this or anything whatsoever. What Allah says, that's what it is. There's been a thing going on lately about, is Allah above the throne? What does Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala say in the Quran? Surah 7, ayat 54. This is the meaning of the Quran. A'udhu billahi rajim rahim Your guardian Lord is Allah who created the heavens and the earth in six days 
Then he established himself on the throne. He draweth the night over a veil, over the day, each seeking the other in rapid succession. He created the sun, the moon, and the stars, all governed by laws under his command. Is it not his to create and to govern? Blessed be Allah, the cherisher and sustainer of the worlds. I think back to when I was a child. And every Saturday morning I used to wake up, watch cartoons, and after cartoons, kung fu movies would come on. And I would sit there for hours on hours on end and watch kung fu movies. And I always wanted to, I pictured myself in these kung fu movies, studying under a master, learning kung fu, the arts of the Shaolin. I was intrigued by the discipline in which these people showed. I was intrigued by the movements and the things that they could perform. And I truly believe that I can do the same thing. One of the things that led me to the Dean of Islam is the discipline. I knew that I lacked discipline and I wanted it. I wanted to discipline myself. I wanted to master myself. I wanted better for myself. And that is one of the main reasons why I chose the Dean of Islam. The discipline it takes in order to be a Muslim. The commitment to rising early in the morning out of your sleep preparing yourself for prayer and acknowledging the one true God, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The discipline it takes throughout the day to be caught up in the hustle and bustle of life and to stop whatever you're doing when the call to prayer is proclaimed. And to acknowledge Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This deen of Islam is a deen of discipline. It is a deen of self-mastery. And when we don't focus on ourselves, when we don't focus on governing ourselves internally, we do ourselves an injustice. Because it is not Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala who needs our worship. It is us who needs to worship Allah. We are dependent upon Allah. And Allah is never dependent upon us. We are the ones who benefit from Salat. We are the ones who benefit from reading Quran. We are the ones who benefit from coming together on Jumai Friday and congregating with those who believe as we believe. We are the ones who benefit from these things. It is not Allah as a wajah. It is us, the feeble human beings. The one who came from a drop of sperm 
was brought and developed and raised to a full-grown man. A man who then turns around and denies the existence of his creator. A man who rejects the commands which have been given to him by his creator. A man who is not satisfied by the position which he has been given and would like to change that position. You no longer want to be a man, you want to be a woman. Or you no longer want to be a woman, you want to be a man. Vice versa. These things are so disrespectful. Blatant disrespect. Last podcast was on respect. And we don't see the things that we do as disrespect. The failure to uphold the moral code of being a Muslim. The failure to give our brothers and sisters their right. The failure to greet another fellow Muslim with the honorable greetings of peace. The same salutations which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us in Quran that the angels will give us if we are permitted to enter the gates of Jannah. As-salamu alaykum. This should be a reminder. This is a salutation. This is a blessing. This is a dua. For the believers from one to the next. This is a reminder. Of the reward. That you will receive. Just by being obedient to Allah. Just by Allah having mercy on us. By Allah's rahmat. We will enter Jannah. I kid you not, man. So much has been going on lately within the Ummah. I just, I think back to when I took my Shahada. I took my Shahada in prison. And I was fortunate enough to see the beauty of Islam. The beauty of how Islam is supposed to be. I never forget when I first seen Islam, when I first seen Muslims interacting and praising Allah, how that made me feel. These were brothers who looked like me, talked like me, have experienced some of the same things that I have experienced. But by the grace of Allah, subhanahu wa ta'ala, had elevated their level, had raised their level from a beast into someone who was on the right path, someone who was upright and righteous, humble, someone who was morally intelligent and able to articulate words in a manner which would touch your very soul. All by the grace of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And I think about how I've been seeing Muslims, people who profess to be Muslims, on the internet carry themselves. The despiteful, 
evil, cricket things that they do to one another. Both brothers and sisters slandering, attacking the Muslims' honor, disrespecting Muslims who first language is not Arabic and they may not be able to pronounce the, the, the words of the Quran with perfect tajweed and there are people who profess to be Muslims who instead of saying subhanallah from listening to the words of Allah they would have something negative to say had I seen this side of Islam before I took my shahab I wonder what type of person I would be. I don't even want to know what type of person I would be. Alhamdulillah that Allah allowed me to see the beauty in Islam. Alhamdulillah that Allah did not allow me to see the racism, the arrogance which people possess who profess to be Muslim. Alhamdulillah I did not get a chance to see that. All praises due to Allah. Because had I seen the ugly truth, had I seen the face which is hiding behind the mask, nevertheless, man, he whom Allah guides, there is none that can misguide. And he whom Allah allows to go astray, there are none that can guide him. Without a doubt, la hawla wala kuwata illa billa. There is no power or might except with Allah. It is from Allah we come, and to Allah we return. There will be a day when your arrogance will escape your body, and you will tremble in fear. There will be a day when you will humble yourself, and you will be snatched from the fake reality in which we exist in, and you will truly see what the reality is for this life is nothing compared to the next nothing this life is nothing compared to the next and to see individuals carry themselves like as if the next second the next minute the next hour, the next day, the next week, the next month, the next year is guaranteed. It's mind-boggling to me. At every moment that I exist, I can smell the fragrance of death. I can smell it. I'm cognitive of it. I know that it's coming. And I know that I can't escape it. It's a thin line between this dunya and the akhirah. It's a very thin line. And the older I get, the more aware of I, that I become of it. Right now, I'm 40. And 40 is totally different, man. You know, 40 is that magical number which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has mentioned in Quran. That man reaches full maturity. What type of maturity? 
the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam received revelation at the age of 40. I'm maybe three and a half months into the 40th, into my 40th year. My understanding of things has become very simple. Has become very simplified. Worship Allah. Seek forgiveness. Do good to others. My sole purpose is to be the best influence that I can be for those who come in contact with me. That's it. To some type of way improve my environment and my surroundings so that when I hand over this life to the next generation, it is better than what it was handed over to me. Seems like a lot. A lot of pressure for one person to have on their shoulders, but it's not. That is the duty of each and every last one of us as human beings. We're Khalifa. We are successors. We are the inheritors. And we will pass this life over to the next generation and so forth. Until Allah decrees that it is the day of judgment. I'm just not getting how we consider ourselves Muslim. And yet we treat our fellow brothers and sisters like dirt. We hide behind kufis, shamas, thobes. We hide behind mimbars. We hide behind hijabs and jilbabs. We hide behind shahada. But when we are tested, we truly show who we are. May Allah save us from hypocrisy. May Allah save us from being of the munafiq. We must never become arrogant. And think that our faith is guaranteed. Think that our iman is guaranteed. Think that because we do what we do. That Allah. Has guaranteed us a place in Jannah. Because this is unknown. We should never become so arrogant that. We pass tack fear on the next person. We should never do so. We should never wish. For the next person. To be. One who. Disbelieves. Because we know the severe punishment. Being a disbeliever, which Allah has decreed in the Quran, there is no punishment like the punishment of Allah. The next life is superior, far more superior than this life. We know this. We should never wish this upon no one. These words should never come out of our mouth. The word kafir should never come out of your mouth, even if a person professes to be a disbeliever you should want for your fellow brother what you want for yourself and it is understood that Muhammad Ibn Abdullah 
born in the holy city of Mecca, is the final messenger, the messenger of Allah, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. A mercy and blessing to all of mankind. So everybody that exists from the time of revelation, from the time that the Quran was revealed, everybody who exists from that time on is of the Ummah of our beloved Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Whether or not they know it, they are. And we should treat everyone with respect and honor everybody who we come in contact with because it is not our speech which should speak for us our speech is not the dawah but it is our character and our actions and our deeds which move people this is the dawah it's not what you say it's what you do Fellow Muslims, brothers and sisters, non-Muslim as well, strive wholeheartedly to be the best individual that you can be. Do nothing but good for yourself, for your family, for your community. For your nation, your state, for your country. And most importantly, above all, for the sake of Allah. Don't let your limbs contradict what your tongue profess. Strive to keep in line your speech, your heart, and your limbs. This is complete Iman. Isan. That is the third aspect of the deen, which is to worship Allah as though you see him. And even though you see him not, know that he sees you. So may Allah guide us all and make us people of Isan, of spiritual excellence. I wanted to keep this podcast brief no more than 20 25 minutes because me personally when I listen to a podcast I normally listen to it when I'm in traffic going back and forth to work so close if there was anything beneficial which was said that was strictly from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and anything that was of error was solely upon my part it's customary Whenever the companions would meet, they would greet each other with the honorable greetings of assalamu alaikum. And before they departed, they would cite walasa. Inna lasana la fi khusa illa ladina aminu wa amalu salihati wa tawasa bil haqa wa tawasa bil sabr. I leave as I came with the honorable greetings passed down from generation to generation, beginning with the prototype, the father of mankind, Adam. When he was told to greet the angels by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and he greeted them with, I 